When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go, dudes. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to She Podcasts. I am your glorious host, Jessica. Glorious was not the right <laughs> word for today. But uh, I'm your host. Either way, Jessica Kupferman. Glorious was, that was a weird one that just popped out. I was thinking, you know, I, I can never get the right word. <laughs> I never can get the right word right when I want it. It's not glorious. It's certainly not glorious. Um, I'm Jessica Kufferman. The one laughing in my face is Elsie Escobar. And with us, as always, our producer, John Jamingo, a.k.a. Santa Claus. <laughs> glorious. I can't get over that. Glorious. Like, that's just, glorious I mean... Co- you know, first of all, you don't call yourself glorious. That's just well, no, right I mean, I don't think I've ever... No, I, I don't think... No. No, glorious. I'm glorious. I was thinking fancy... Right. But I clearly fancy. don't look fancy. Right. Well, and then I was like, what's a fancy word for fancy? And I got glory. Well, you know well, what's going through my mind right fancy. now is I went to, I went the song far. Gloria, but now it's Gloria. 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 <laughs> Think I've got your Us. number. Oh my Gloria. Y'all. <laughs> I like that one. So um, quarantine catch up. That'll be the first thing off the so top that's, this morning. So it's quarantine catch up as in like. K-E-T. Yeah. Any reason why? Because it's bloody and splats all over the... F- all right. That was gross as well. No. Why so is ketchup, ketchup with a K? I don't know. I just thought it was funny because you said quarantine ketchup. And so it sounded like ketchup. So why not call it quarantine ketchup? I don't know. Elsie and I are... We just realized it right before the theme song um, that she and I... We're like in a perfect storm right now. We just yes, so we happen to get zero sleep on the same night, and it's the night before we record. And then she spent all day doing stuff, and I spent all day doing stuff and working on our membership site all day. And my brain is like Swiss cheese. Yes. And Elsie looks like she's been hit with a hammer a few times on the head. She's very, yep. we're just exhausted. And we yes. are very rarely exhausted like this on the same exact day. Me too. Now I'm yawning. Are you too? I was up until one thirty. I think that there's a reason that we're recording. We usually record around, I think one o'clock is like peak time for us. You know, like yes. we peak at that time and that's like, poo, like energy. I'm dazzling. And then, I'm dazzling at 1 p.m. You're glorious at 1 p.m. A- after three, I'm, I'm in need of <laughs> caffeine. So you went to bed at one thirty, John. At what time did you wake up? Uh, I got a mess. I got a text from a client who said, Oh my God, my intro is recorded with my computer microphone. Let me record another one. Hang on. I'm like, <gasps> okay. So I get up, I get in the shower, I get here, I'm waiting, I'm doing things. I look, I'm like, what is it with this client? So I text him, I said, when am I getting this? And he says, oh, oh you know I- what? I just decided to go with it anyhow. Never mind. Uh- oh, <laughs> that hurts, man. That hurts. Oh, that, that hurts. really hurts. I was like, that hurts me. Well, you know what? When you're in business to satisfy the customer. So, you know, I was yeah, here. That's true. 
my gosh. Um, oh, in so my case, sorry. my customers, everyone in this house but me. Scott is having anxiety about sleeping lately. He like he can run on way less sleep than me, like four or five hours. He's good. So we go to bed. I finally convince him to go to bed at one p.m. And then of course he's snoring. And at one p.m. A a.m. Okay, I was like, what? I got confused. Yes, we're vampires now. Just ask guys. No, at one a.m. And then, and then I couldn't fall asleep till two. And then Isaac came in at five fifteen and wanting to eat breakfast. I was like, no, get out. I can't win with him. Either he comes in at two in the morning, which he's not supposed to do. Or he sleeps all night in his room and comes in at 5 a.m., which he's not supposed to do. And I think the second one, although he's accomplishing something, sucks for us because I, he can't go back to sleep. He cannot go back to sleep. I have to sit on him to get him to shut the f- up, which uh. I feel bad about because I know he le- the other night he was enjoying talking so much. He just said, he like, I was sitting in and waiting for him to go to sleep and he goes, you know, Mom, I know people do breathing and other things for sleeping, but I'm just going to talk to myself until I fall asleep. Is that okay with you? And I'm like, sure. And then he rolls over. <laughs> he rolls over away from me, and he was like, two, three. I mean, it's just all it is. What right. It ta- you know, like, he was just like, that's all it is. It's what it takes. Okay? And then the guy goes over there. Like, he was just talking out loud to himself. Right. About God knows what. And then he just passed out. It was like uh. a it was like a magic, magic pill. Anyway. I'm exhausted. I have yeah. been like this for not, the, not as bad as last night, but probably like three or four nights in a row. I've not been able to sleep or go back to sleep. And I'm going to break. I, I'm having a I'm nearing a breaking point with sleep. I don't yeah. often do. Well, you know what happened yesterday? I actually napped. I never nap. I never nap. Mind you, it what was time from what time to what it, time? I need to know. Five to five. Specifics. Twenty. It literally what, was 20 five minutes to five. Twenty. Yeah, it was 20 nap. minutes. I'm not. A, it's because I'm not a napper. You have to was understand that. Was there quiet? What had to happen in order for that to okay, happen? Okay, so you're not a napper. I, I was like working. Yeah, so I was. I woke up. I've been. I have to. Literally, I have to wake up at six. If I do not wake up at six, I don't have those three hours. The girls get up at nine. I do not have those three hours to w- without them, and I have. You know, I've done it the other way where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sleep until 8 or I'm going to sleep until 7.30. And then it doesn't work. So anyway, I was up at 6. I got pretty decent sleep. Yeah. But by the time I was like, it was about almost dinner time to to go make dinner. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there finishing work and I was on the couch in my desk, which is the couch. Right. And I'm, I could not focus. And I was like, I think I'm going to lie down. I'm just going to lie down. And then I told them, I'm like, girls, I'm laying down. And I just laid down on the couch and put my hands on my belly. And I Aww. think I fell asleep. You think? Patrick says a nap is a minimum of two hours. Yeah, for a man. Yeah. <laughs> Not for a woman. For a woman, a nap is a minimum of 10 minutes. I got 20 minutes, dude. 20 minutes. I know. I, I, I was impressed. Like, oh. You can't tell, but I'm impressed. And I'm so very then impressed. I got up and I was like, oh, that was great. That was really awesome. And and what happens though, Jess, is that I don't usually let go. Like I don't usually allow for that. So what happens is I start feeling like I think I need to close my eyes. I can't not, right? Like that's how I feel. I can't right. not anymore. And then I go, no, I will not let this happen. I am going to go do stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why? So then like, I, 
I know. Why I was is there? Why push. is there the need to I don't not know. rest? I don't know. So then I finally was like, or I think like, should I go get some? Should I have some tea? Is this afternoon tea? Should I get some caffeine? And I thought like, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't do that to myself. So I lie down right. for twenty minutes, and it worked. I got yeah, twenty. Minutes I got is like fine. Ooh, energy. Cool. So, so I have a question to the yogi. Who? Who me? Are you a yogi? <laughs> No, I'm kidding. So from what I understand, and I've never been able to do this, that if you meditate for 20 minutes, it's almost like getting a, a lot more sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It depends. Like- because your body, the thing that's going to cause the issue before you get to that space is your body. Because you're supposed to be like steady in, a, in one position, right? So what tends to happen at first when you first start to meditate is that your body starts to get in the way of your brain letting go because things start to happen to your body. Like my back is hurting, my leg, my knee, my arm, my shoulder, my neck, my, you know, all of that stuff draws attention to it. If you lie down and meditate, which you can, sometimes we are so exhausted, we fall asleep. So therefore, you don't get the meditation benefit, but you get the sleep benefit. Right, so you have to get to a place where you can be still for that amount of time, and then you go to a place where your brain can finally let go. Your subconscious starts to let go, and then then it becomes better. But you don't get not me. It's not a. It's all the thing. Like it's very hard to get to that other place unless you practice. And it and it doesn't mean that it's going to happen all the time. That's the other thing. It's not like all of a sudden you get there and every single time you sit. Or every single time you meditate, it's going to be awesome. It's not that. I have the perfect analogy for this, but it's a little dirty. Oh, um, great. Well, it's sort of like it's, saying meditation is the same as sleep. It's kind of like saying like sex. Like if you do it yourself, it's almost the same as doing it with a partner. Like, mm, no, it's not. Both are fine. But one is actually having sex with another person and one is not. In other words, sleep is sleep. It's not meditation. Right, right, right. Sleep, but the be- but he's talking about the benefits, though. Yeah. He's talking about but, the benefits. But I don't feel – that's if you can meditate. Oh, my right. God. He just I can't. I, I can't because as soon as I try, I go right to sleep. And also here, for, for John, there are some people, and this actually works for some people, that you do – you can meditate in walking. Like there's a walking meditation or there's like, I think Patrick mentioned Patrick Keller in the house. He mentioned two hours of solitaire in the breakfast room does the same thing. So it's like as long as when your brain can let go, the whole point is to let your brain let go. That's it, right? And sometimes we need to get into a place where that can happen, where you can allow. That's why sometimes um, crochet or embroidery or something coloring makes you get out of the the thinking mind that's really what it is and it becomes meditative and that is a good thing so okay anyway shall we are we enough i mean i'm not are we yes we are enough enough are you enough yes i am enough (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you're enough i am yes i feel all of us are enough we are enough um Um, but but let's move on you're right that was plenty 15 minutes (laughs) Are you enough? Are you? Are you? Are you, are you Am enough? I enough? Am I enough? Yes, you are. <laughs> no question about it. You're enough, and maybe too much. <laughs> and maybe <laughs> with a little maybe. extra. 
maybe, maybe just a little, little extra. Maybe a little over. Maybe a little bit over that line. <laughs> yeah, maybe just a tiny little bit. So why don't we right. start right away with um, the update, the She Podcast Live update? Because we always forget stuff like this, and we have to be better. So She Podcast Live, we did another push yesterday to let people know that the show is going on as planned in Scottsdale on October 15th through the 18th in person. I'm not sure if this is the time. I mean, so basically you can get your tickets on shepodcasts.com forward slash live. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you go to shepodcasts.com, everything is there and you can see what you need and you can register. And I worked really hard on the website and yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to ask one question though. When I have interactions with people, is this a bad time to talk about those interactions or should I just focus on promotion, do you think? And I wouldn't mind if you guys who are watching us live answer the question. Like, like let's just say, for example, a sponsor backs out, which hasn't happened yet because we just started selling. But like, if a sponsor backs out, is our update a good time to sort of discuss behind the scenes stuff? Or is now, is the SPL live just time for me to be like, don't forget to get your tickets and things are happening and we're getting a call, you know. I have a different tactic to stuff like that. Okay. I well, feel that, um, yes, this it's a good time, but it's never a good time when it just happened. It's okay. great to talk about it in a month or a month and a half later or a couple of weeks later. So immediate responses to things that are happening that are, are is not a – I don't think it's a good thing because you haven't processed what that is or you haven't oh, figured out a solution I yet. I hear you. Yes. You think I'm hot headed. I hear where this is going. Well, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I hear what you're saying. So, so yeah. let me just, so for She Podcast Live, um, tickets are, are, like I said, tickets are on sale. Everything is happening according to plan. I have vendors that are making plans on how to keep people safe from COVID-19, like I think the pipe and drape companies have devised or are figuring out a way to do temperature scanning as you go in and out of the event, which I thought was pretty cool. So and they may even have tests so you can find out then if you're sick. And then, I mean, I think Elsie, you and I talked about that, right? We would just yeah, we'd I figure saw out, like a, we would figure out a plan, but I like that because it's, it's a little more thorough than here's some sanitizer. Best of luck to you. Right. Like, I'd like to know that everyone in the room with me does not have a fever. I know right. that doesn't mean that they're not necessarily sick. I do know that I'm aware I know all the, re I've read all the things. Mm -hmm. Please don't educate me. <laughs> I know. Right. My husband's immune compromised. I know. But I thought that was nice. Um, I know people are concerned with being together in person. So I would like to ramp up the virtual offering that we have just in case. I don't want it to be a virtual event, but I do want to be able to offer for people who don't want to come more than just recordings. I don't know what that is. Maybe send them a swag bag or have some Zooms planned that someone's running for the people who are at home something more interactive than what people normally do i just don't know what it is yet i wonder who's going to sponsor the masks like the masks that you get in your grab bag who's going to sponsor them i will get special sheepy math that would be weird it would be <laughs> that would be weird i'll just get like this i'll just print this on a mask and we'll all rock around like that now that like is funny Rocky that would be pictures, amazing no mask that would be amazing have you seen those though i mean yes. I, they're hilarious you know what tri keeps tripping me out the people who have the um it's not like just a mask but it's like a thing around your face and then it's like that it's like having a large bandana 
And yeah. so the bandana comes down and there's, there's a whole other thing happening like a down horse in this face part. there or something. Yeah, yeah. and you're just like, ah, oh, I don't know if I'm it's not so sure weird. this is this I will is say this. I opt to stay home rather than wear a mask because I'm finding it very suffocating to wear them. Like It is really hard. Dude. It's really uncomfortable and I'm getting sweaty as I'm trying to shop for food and that doesn't go well for me. And also like the longer you're in there, the longer it's like you there's no fresh air in there. Right. I'm like smothering myself. It feels like I'm smothering myself. And I mean, again, I know that the healthcare workers have to do it all day and so do the grocery. I know all the things. I am just speaking from my own experience, which is don't leave the house or see anyone until you don't have to wear a mask. I'm perfectly fine with it. It takes a little while to get used to. Back in the day, I was an industrial painter, so you used to have to wear a mask inside the, there, and it, it takes a while to get used to that. And a lot of times in the elevator business, I would go into situations where we'd have to put on a mask for dust and stuff like that. I found something on Facebook today, and I had to post it. It was a, It's a meme, right? And it says, this is how the mask thing works. Did you see it? The one with P? The P-P yes, one? Yes. If the someone P1. pees yeah. their pants, um, and they pee on you, and you're not wearing pants, then that person naked has just peed on your leg. However, if you're wearing pants, then you're covered. And again, if they're wearing pants, you're dry. Right. So it's all set. So I thought, oh, that's so <laughs> smart. I guess it's that is that smart. It's so yeah, I don't, to... if I have to wear it, I wear it, but I will try to avoid situations where I have to wear it because it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. People are passing out in their cars. Well, why do you need it in your car? For the love of God, take it the fuck off in the heat. Yeah. That's pretty overwhelming. Christ. I'm a cracker. I shouldn't say that, but geez. So anyway, so yesterday, Yesterday, I sent an email talking about how She Podcast Live is, is a, an event that I will not turn magically into a virtual event. We may host part of it that's virtual. We may host other virtual events before, during, after. But there's been a couple of bl- mom conferences and blog conferences that I paid money to go to or sponsor that rather than reschedule or postpone, we're just like, Ta-da! It's still going on. It's just virtual. And I think that is horse pucky. So I sent an email yesterday saying, I'm not going to do that because it's horse pucky. This is going to be a live event or I will postpone it. That's my promise. And I got some very angry emails. Most of the people were like, I'm so glad you said that. I don't think it's the same. The thing is what I was, the point I was trying to get across is our audience will get what they pay for. I will not do a switcheroo. I will not do a swap out. I will not play on this in Arizona and then in September be like, psych, it's all going to be virtual. I hate that. I don't want to do that. What were the nasty emails about? The email accused me of thinking that virtual events were less than and they were not so nicely reminding me that not everyone is able to attend an event in person. And furthermore, this year especially will not have the financial means to attend. That's what the email said with some very colorful language. (laughs) Okay. And I spent the rest of the day having lots of thoughts about how it is that I'm so misunderstood when I say things. Is it because I'm brash when I, like I did come out with it in a brash way because I was trying to like take a stand. And instead for some people that comes off like down with this and up with that. And I am right. And you are wrong. And I'm like the opposite of that. I just want people to know that I'm enthused. Right. I think that part of it is that you have, especially for this, Jess, especially for this list, mm-hmm. the majority, or, or actually, this is the largest reach 
that you are now getting to. There are people that don't know us at all. There are people whose only experience of She Podcast Live was She Podcast Live and is She Podcast Live. Like they are not part of the She Podcast group. They don't listen to our podcast. Right. And there's the other aspect of people who love She Podcast Live told their friends, their friends signed up for the newsletter and the email they got from you is the first thing they've ever seen. Also, I think that their experience of that email was not past the first paragraph. Because had they read on, right? like I, I go on to explain it later in the email, like I want you, you know, this is why it's special and this is why right. I don't want to change it. But, but I, I don't think, think that, they got that far. No. And, and also you don't, it's, there comes a point too, given the circumstances of a lot of people, and that's something else too, given the circumstances of a lot of people, this is, and again, this was the first, you have to also remember this, the, this was the first live event for a lot of people that they attended. So what you were mentioning was, like, for me, was the first experience of an event of this kind. Like, I had been to other live events. I know what the deal is. I know how much money you spend. I know, like, all that stuff. This is, like, a whole other base of people who have never done this before. And so if you start to think about that, it's, like, it's way outside of the comfort zone. And I also, and again, you have to understand, I think, from the, and I'm not saying, like, I understood what you were saying, but I could see the first touching point. Yeah, yeah. When you've I didn't been think like of that, to be honest, I really know? didn't think of that. And so, in that respect, it's like, oh, you were completely misunderstood. And so, I have to. And unfortunately, with any marketing related stuff, at least from what I, I can tell you, I can tell you how much time for Lipson we spend on filters. We have oh. an idea. We write copy, we have a meeting, we send that email out, we get feedback, we realign, we pick the pictures, that didn't work. I mean, it becomes, because we cannot. And so when we start to think about like even Mother's Day, what are we going to do to promote Mother's Day? What are we going to do? Everything I say is mindful of who it's going to offend. There's so little that I can put, you know. If I post that I had a good day because I walked around my neighborhood, if I say something about my neighborhood, then I'm wary of the people who are living in an apartment in New York City and they're suffocating in their own house. If I say I did online shopping, you know, then I feel bad that I'm not a healthcare worker. Like I can't. The guilt is real. And look at it. And even just this conversation, I know someone will want to write me and say, you're so privileged to worry about what you're whining about. I know. This is no longer a, a question of... As much as it still looks this way, it's no longer Jess and Elsie. It's no longer Jess. I understand it's kind that. of like Jess, Elsie, and company. company. Yeah, yeah. So it's like company speak. And so the reason that I'm saying that there's filters is because there are times when somebody that is not, even if it's a personal email, that if it's a, an email's going out from a personal perspective, there's still a team that works on that language that can call you on some stuff you didn't see, even though you're aware. So that somebody says, you know what? That sounds like this. This is how it's coming across. It's feedback. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, I had Scott look at it. He's very corporate speaky, but maybe he didn't right. read it over that well. And I think for at least in Libsyn, we always get different feedback from different folks about different aspects that we didn't see before. And then we go, oh, we didn't catch that. 
Because we have lots of people who are like, you know, me, like it's all like soul and heart and language. And then we have people like Rob Walt, who is all about that's not the right data. You should, you know, this is (laughs) not the thing. And so we get like all of this stuff and it actually makes everything better. Yeah. Where you think about he sees language from a data perspective and a corporate point of view, whereas most of us in marketing are looking at it from the emotion. So having both those together really is helpful. So anyway, I'm just telling you what's worked for us, but that doesn't make things efficient. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, but there is a lesson to be learned there that I can't think about it as just me talking to 600 people anymore. I mean, the list is like almost five figures and I should pay attention. And it's also people you don't know know. that don't know you. I know. And and I think that part of, of this too is like, I think you saw in that, you know, that poll that you put in the She Podcast group, the one yes, about. Yeah, that was, yeah. That's hilarious. So anyway, the poll was literally just about like whether or not people would. The question was, would you think more positively about a product or service based on the fact that Elsie and I recommended it? B, would you purchase, would you more strongly consider purchasing it? C, would you not feel anything? Or D, you would feel worse because Elsie and I are a couple of asshats. That's what I wrote. <laughs> so it was funny. But, you know, people were like literally just being honest and like filling it out, which is great. Mm-hmm. And then there was somebody who was just like, I love this forum. But if, yeah, if, but you, if you started start doing that, I'll I have, have to, to leave. leave the group. Yeah. And I was like, uh, uh, no, it's just it was actually because I was putting the sponsorship deck together and I wanted to see if I could get gauge a percentage level right. of influence. It was just to gauge to quantify influence. That was totally. Why and so but what I'm saying to you is that that person, number one, had no idea who you were. Right. Number two, who Elsie was either. Right. And that we came to this forum. Like there's all of these things that are not connected. So we are now have expanded to such a degree that people only know some parts of our brand and it's not necessarily Elsie and Jess. That's true. I guess I have to keep that in mind. So I have a question. So if someone gave you a microphone to use and used it and it wasn't good, but they were going to pay you to advertise this in a group, would you advertise this in a group? No, because most likely, no, most likely we don't agree to advertise something until we've been given the microphone and have tested it out. Yeah. Right. And you, and you approve it. Like, in other words, you would say, hey, if someone said to you, hey, what would my, you know, this is a good microphone. Okay. So that's number one. So if you go into the, the, the She Podcast and say, hey, we just, someone sent us this, we used it, it's really fantastic. That's an advertisement, whether yes. you get paid for it or not. No, one is a recommendation. Right. Oh. So when you get paid for it, it's an advertisement. Yes. A recommendation yeah. free, advertisement paid. Okay, I got it. Yeah. yeah and also, I mean, look, see, Jenny, look at what Jenny wrote. Jenny wrote, she says, I'm in. Elsie convinced me to get a cloud lifter after podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, that was actually given to me. It was not a paid advertisement. Yeah. So I got this and I started talking about it and she was seeing what it was, but I was talking about it from a place of like understanding and knowledge. I'm not, I, what I hate is when people are like, here's this. Will you talk about it? And it's like, uh, number one, I don't have time to do the due diligence on this thing. <laughs> and if you really do want me to sell it, you have to give me how. Because. Well, right. But that's different than. Like, here's what happens usually. If somebody wants us to sell something, John, they send us an email and say, we have this right. cool X, Y, and Z. And we'd really like you to feature it on your show. And what we right. say is, 
okay, give us a user and pass or send us a sample. We'll try it out. And if we dig it, we'll talk to you about how much it'll be. Right. But we don't say yes before we've played with the thing. Right. right. So so the person that said that they would leave if, if you started advertising or recommend. So it's okay to recommend. It's just not okay not to make any money by doing this. But even though you would do the same thing for recommendation versus advertisement. I think that there's an under, like, unfortunately, John, <laughs> in the podcasting space as a whole, there is this incredible, like, disdain for any kind of business thing sometimes, where if it's like, you feel like you're being, like, they're advertising, it's an affiliate, somebody else also posted, not if it's an affiliate link or something like that. And I was like, uh, well, that's part of the way that we're going to sell. If we sell something, that's how it is. Mind you, it's just where it is. There's a lot of like culture around podcasting where it's like the very first time people are either doing it for hobbies. People are doing it because they want to build a business, but they don't have, they don't know how that is. And like, they don't realize what it actually takes to do business. And I mean, even with Lipson, it's really hard for us to send out marketing emails because we get a lot of people who just unsubscribe and we need to have them subscribed so that they get the information that's vital for their account. So we don't send them because people, they're so like overly, oh my God, marketing. Oh my God, marketing. It sucks. Well, what cracks me up is that everybody's trying to figure out how to make money with their podcast. So people want to make money with their podcast. And then if you make money, then you're a sellout. I agree, John. I think it's like a, it's one of those things where people, people have a really hard time negotiating with themselves the balance between promotion, marketing, selling out, yes, making money, common. sleaze. Like that's like something people are super concerned about. I cannot even tell you how many times we work with people that have incredible products and they're like, I don't know how to promote my thing without feeling like I'm such a sleazeball. And I'm like, how are you going to grow your audience? That was so dramatic. You got to <laughs> you gotta tell people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Yeah, we yeah. woke up, y'all. We woke up. But honestly, when this is over, we will come down like we've been on drugs. That was a good thing to talk about, I think. I mean, that's why I asked if I should bring it up because I do think these things come with important lessons. Okay, well, we have some rather large news and we also have some people that we would like to do shout outs to today and we're going to start yes. a new shout out segment. But before we do that, can we just do a shout out really quickly today? Let me see. What's the date? Today is the 5th, 6th, 7th, but the 7th. Uh, I think is the last day. And unfortunately, this isn't going to come out by that time. But I do want to shout out some She Podcasters that were nominated for a Webby Award. One of our very own peeps. My gosh. Fool Me Twice. Yes. Uh, Jules. Jules from Fool Me Twice was nominated for a... Let me see Webby. if she has... I can hear for... for Been nominated for a Webby Award for Best Writing. Yeah. So for those of you who happen to be hearing this prior to the 7th, which I doubt any of you will, please go vote for Jules yes. for that. It's amazing. Yay. Then we had another She Podcast nominated as well. Um, she is also part of Work It. 
Florence Adam, congratulations. She was Woo. actually nominated twice, but she is seeking only for you to help her with Justice in America. So she was nominated for Justice in America and Citations Needed. And Justice in America, they discuss a topic in the American criminal justice system and try to explain what it is and how it works. Um, and they are nominated for a People's Voice Award. So shout out to those ladies. If you do happen to hear this before that, please, please, please go vote. And I'm saying this and, and it still kind of pains me because I went and I voted and it's the most heroin, harrowing uh, thing ever, dude. You guys, if you're in a bad mood, do not go to the Webbies. Do it when you're in a really good mood and you want to support some good people because it's annoying. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh my I, God. I was, like, about to punch something. I was about to quit. <laughs> it's just, it's insane. I was like, I want to stop this. So, anyway. Aww. But we do have some people live. Jenny, thank you so much for going to vote. This is great. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's continue on with our news, maybe, or... Yes. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. Oh my goodness, y'all. As of this week, Google announced and rolled out Google Podcast Manager. That's a thing. Um, So it's been live as of the first week of May. So what it is, is essentially the same thing as Apple Podcasts Connect and the analytics section of it. So I'm not sure if you guys know, but this is what makes super confusing. Like you didn't ever submit your show into Google Podcasts. It just found it. <laughs> right, it was right. like, you know, crawling it. And then all of a sudden you were in there and people were always like, how did I get in there? But anyway, now they've made a portal so that you can submit your show or you can claim your show. And when you do that, you also have access to analytics in the back end. And again, the analytics that you get access to are for people who are listening to your show within the Google Podcast properties, not only just the the app itself, right? So Google Podcast app, but also Google, which is kind of neat, and um, the Google Home as well. And also that is really, really really awesome. It's very, very cool. You're going to be able to see also listening data. So you're going to be able to check out like when people leave and how long they stay and all that stuff. And again, that is inside of the Google portal. You guys go ahead and check out the link in the show notes for all of this information. I'm not going to read all the things that you can do for there. But what's what's kind of different about um, the Google Podcasts manager is that you you can have more people claim the show. So when you're in podcast and Apple Podcast Connect, generally speaking, that is tied to an Apple ID. And for a lot of us, like Jess and I, we were in Apple Podcasts prior to Apple Podcast Connect existing. And so before, you didn't have to have an Apple ID. You just submitted stuff. And you just did it independently. But because that came out, there's a lot of people who have like, I have access to the stuff. Jess doesn't have the access to the stuff. Changing Apple I, Apple's IDs and, and podcasts in there is a pain in the butt and, some, and they don't do it. So it's very hard for everybody to have access to all the things. 
But in Google Podcast Manager, you can. So you can have different people who have access to it that are owners, if you will, of the of that. So that's going to be really great. So now we have at least you have Apple Podcasts. You can look independently at Apple Podcast data. You can look independently at Spotify consumption data. You can lo- also look independently at Google Podcast data and you can adjust or see where your audience is and how much of that is because, well, people, your people are not, let's say, in Google Podcast or if maybe this is a place where you can strategically start to build more audience by being able to promote your Google Podcast properties versus just sending people to Apple. So, you'll get an opportunity to fine-tune your marketing and your podcasting growth with all of these things. Do so. you think it's a necessity or do you think it's another toy to play with? Oh, I think this is great. I yeah. think this is fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it also is incorporating – I mean, Google is really proactively growing. Like what I can't wait is for you, for us to be start to do searches and then have, you know, to see the podcast – delivery in the same way that you get images and music and videos at the top of of Google's search results, that's going to be, I think that that's going to be incredible. The more that starts to to go out there, the more it's going to be easier for people to to consume podcasts. If it's right in their face and there's a player right there, why wouldn't you? Right? Yeah. Makes sense. So in that respect, I'm, I'm cool. Cool. I was just curious. All right. Next. In Rain News, we see an article that says Spotify sees overall growth in Q1 2020 is optimistic about its COVID-19 future. Spotify's first quarter of 2020 included positive results on many important metrics, even as the COVID-19 pandemic took hold around the world. The company is even remaining positive about the rest of the year, not changing its outlook for most key performance indicators, uh, although it acknowledged that there's some uncertainty. And they say, you know, overall, despite changes in listening patterns, we're encouraged with the trends we're seeing and we continue to be optimistic. They saw revenue grow 22% on year, up 23% from first quarter of 2019. Uh, and they narrowed their loss from 47 million to 17 million year over year. So that is very positive. And then there's another <laughs> Spotify article in Forbes. And this headline reads, Spotify results spell dark times for podcasting as commuters stay home. (laughs) How? 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 Well, then it says key facts. Overall, Spotify performed well in its first quarter, adding 6 million new paid subscribers. The stock was up 15% Wednesday morning, making the company more valuable now than it was before the pandemic. However... They've invested heavily in podcasting to grow its business, spent $600 million over the past two years to acquire Gimlet and The Ringer. With consumers no longer commuting every day is a weekend, the company said, noting that the shift is having a greater impact on podcasts than music. Ad revenue is falling across the media industry, and it's not different for Spotify. The company lowered its revenue guidance for the second quarter. Podcasting is almost entirely ad-supported, meaning the industry could be particularly vulnerable to a dip in the ad market. I'm not seeing anything that she's written to support the headline. I know, right? It says it spells dark times, but then you talk about how great they're doing and how everybody's <laughs> listening to podcasts. That don't yeah. make no sense. That don't make no sense. You aren't making any sense. That don't make no sense. It's just funny because it's like both of these articles were from the same sort. Like the the reason well, that these no, were written. Not. 
I mean, the reason that they were written is because Spotify had their, you know, yes, stuff. Right. So then article, like people were like listening to the data. I guess and they it heard on. it differently. I guess that's what I it is. I guess they heard it differently. But I just I mean, thought like yeah. hilarious when it, it comes to that kind of no sense. Crap. Yeah. Oh, my God. Makes no sense. But it is very interesting. And let's see what else we have to talk about. Elsie's tool tips. So I don't I don't want to focus on the messenger rooms here, but I do want to talk about this, Jess, because I think it's going to be a great thing for a lot of podcasters uh, building a business of some kind, trying to get a little bit of income in, and, and possibly maybe something that we can do. So what I didn't know that didn't that wasn't a thing before. This is completely new to me. Is that Facebook events were always real; they weren't virtual. Yes. So you, you have to make really... them virtual. Yes. You have to yeah, apply yeah. virtuality. Yes. yes. But That's now true. you can. So now Facebook is allowing for virtual events. But here's the kicker. They're allowing for virtual events and they are allowing for you to charge for them. So that's a thing. And that's a, you know, that's a thing. That's great. So you're going to be able to, oh, and get this. So the people, the guests of the event are the ones that get the live stream delivered to them. Isn't that amazing, dude? I thought that was so good that you're able to like now do a Facebook Live and only the guests get to see it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Anyway, I just thought that was cool. It is cool. And you can charge for them. So that was really neat. That's the cool. I mean, I love how you sweep the most important part under the damn rug. You can charge for them. Yeah, you can charge for them. Ta-da! You're like, oh, That's by right. the way, you can charge for it. No, no. no you, can you can charge, charge for it. Yeah. That's exciting. It's exciting. And That's I think that, well, well, the thing that I, I like the delivery that you can charge for it, you don't have to figure out who gets what, right? So if they don't pay, they don't get to see it, which is another great thing, right? Because it's all right. through Facebook. So they do all that stuff. Genius. Now, the other aspect of this that I like, and you guys are going to roll your eyes like you always do, but- Another really smart thing that they're doing is that they're making Facebook Lives accessible only to be heard for people with low bandwidth. That's fantastic. I've, I don't know why they haven't done that. I've been pulling yeah, for that because now – I agree. Who wants to see – I would rather, again, be able to put out audio without video and have better quality than put right. out video and have people drop off and do all that auto-tune crap. Because of your internet. Yeah, I'm all for that. I'm not rolling my eyes. Not at all. Yeah. But the only thing, I was really hoping though, I was really hoping that they would allow for audio lives, but they, mm-hmm. they're they not doing that. They're, they're doing for the end user, allowing you to only listen. Oh, okay. Right? Ooh. So they're not doing just audio. Because I thought, oh, that would be really cool to just do live audio, but they're not going that far. They're only... It's still a video Facebook Live, but they're giving the end user the option to have it just be audio listening so that they, I don't know how it works. I haven't tried it. I don't know if they released it all the way, but just the acknowledgement that there there are times when people don't want to watch or just want to listen or want to save bandwidth, mm-hmm. um, they can just listen. So. Anyway, those two things are cool. I'm still waiting for the opportunity to be able to charge for the Facebook group we have, although I know there would be complete mutiny if we ever started doing that, even if it was like $2 a month. Yeah. Yeah. They did make that possible, and then they never launched it. 
Actually, what would be really great, and I don't think that it would be, I don't think it would be mutinous, would be if they allow us to like segment within the group. Mm -hmm. So within the group, like you get certain things that you only have access if you pay Mm -hmm. to, right? So then like it can just be in the group and like everything can be like shared in the group. All the stuff would be in the group. But then if you tap on something that's a resource or a video or a live or an event or something inside of the group that only like one tier has Mm -hmm. access to, you have to, I think that would work. Yeah. If you charge the people in the group a dollar a month, it would look like the last 20 minutes of Titanic. You think so? Abort mission! Abort mission! Where are the lifeboats? We're getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, Yeah. you're probably right. That's a dollar a month. 25 cents a week. Yep, I know. And it would be full-on mutiny, I'm telling you. I think it would be full-on mutiny. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because it's either... I think that there's two layers to that, too. Number one, people don't want to pay. Number two, they don't want to pay via Facebook. Mm Because that would be... I think that would also be... There might be some people who want to pay, but they don't want to pay... Like, I'm not not sure. I don't think I've bought anything through Facebook myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I've ran ads and stuff. But I don't think I've ever said, here, let me... Let me buy that. Like, I just feel weird about exchanging money via Facebook. That's just me, though. Oh. It is weird. But have you ever paid someone via the the uh, messenger? I have. No, I paid somebody via my text with iMessage no, and Cash no. and Venmo. Like, those are the things I feel comfortable with. PayPal, Cash, Venmo, yeah. and and iMessage, but not on Facebook. I'm t- I, like, there's something weird about it. I'm like, no, I don't, mm. don't want to do that. Yeah. So... She's very Facebook adverse. I am very Facebook adverse. But this I'm happy about and I like it. I think it's very, very good. Now, I would like to now really quickly change this and throw it back to you, John, because I want to hear a little bit about the Resonate Recordings Mm, feedback that you had from a couple of um, weeks ago. We mentioned the Resonate Recording new app, which is like a browser-based app, right, where you can record into it solo or you can have a remote recording. And so what did you think? It works. And what's great about it is that you can, on a Chromebook, you can be on that tab, hit record, then be moved to this tab in StreamYard and record your own audio on the web and be in here. Before, we couldn't do that on a Chromebook. When you get done, you hit stop. You can go in there and download it. It downloads at 48,000 hertz. It's really clear. Uh, one time we had one hiccup where uh, we've been using it for I Shake My Head with Lisa and Sam. Sam uses her computer, which is a Chromebook. We had one hiccup where it dropped like three seconds of audio. Hmm. It just was gone. And when I went to align her track up at the end, I was like, this is weird. And I had to go back and I had to find the spot. And when I, because I still have the sync track, I could cut that audio out where she was talking and put it back in there again. But... It was three seconds, and that's a lot. That's a lot. But it only happened one time, and I don't know if it was – and we didn't see any hiccup in the stream yard. So I don't know what that was, but it was only one time. We've used it five times now. I'm a big fan of it. I'm starting to recommend it to clients who use Zoom. Like if you want to go in and use Zoom, then you can do use the resident recording, and then you get separate recordings from Zoom, 
You can send them to your editor. He can then align the, your track with the, this resin recorder, which is going to be at a higher quality, and oh, then wow. get rid of this Zoom track, and it'll make your podcast sound a lot better. I know a lot of people that are using Zoom because it's easy. It's real easy. It you just go easy. in there, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it hits record. And then there's some people that didn't know that you could get separate, re, separate tracks from your guest and you. So this is a way to kind, you know, again, when we're doing podcasts, it's time shifted. In other words, we're recording it now, we're putting it out later. It's not like we're doing it live. So this is how you can up your audio game a little bit. And if you're using an editor, when I say an editor, someone that edits for you, you can send them that track. And as long as they have the sync track from Zoom and the track you give them from the resident recorder, they can align that and take this, the Zoom track out. And it'll sound like you're in the studio, and then your guest will sound a little bit worse. But we're used to that because from telephone, from radio, from interviews, I love it. I think it's it's so easy. You go in there. Now, you're going to have to make sure that you pick the correct mic, and you would do that from in Mac, it sounds, and I forget what it is in Windows. I can't remember what you would use, but you'd have to go in and pick your microphone, make sure that the right microphone's picked for Chrome. Mm-hmm. And it works. And it it really does work. Yeah, that's pretty good. We love it. And it's right free on, right on. for right Link now. It's be free. in the show notes, y'all. Yes, right on, right on. And now we have we're going to close out the show with your new segment, Jessica Kupferman. That is the jingle for our new segment. This week's She Podcast, Cool Riders. Yay! So Yay. Um, we wanted to start a new segment where we're just highlighting some of the fun stuff that's happening that doesn't revolve around me and Elsie. I thought this would be a good time <laughs> to do that. So I wanted to share this super cool article that was in the LA Times. Demona Hoffman, um, who is the host of Dates and Mates, and she shared some answers to questions she's been getting about love in the time of coronavirus. She got a huge article in the LA Times, which I thought was so cool. Um, she does some really neat stuff. She was a speaker at She Podcast Live last year. She talked about getting press. Clearly, she is an expert because that's a major win, LA Times. That's a big deal. That's amazing. So Demona I say, is Yay, amazing. Demona. That's pretty much it. She's our cool writer of the week. Unless you had another one else. Did I see you? I don't. I didn't write anything in there. I just let you roll with oh, it. Oh, wait. And there is one what? more. Okay. There's one more. Okay. Um, I'll have to find the link for you because it's not in our show notes, but I'll, it'll be in the show notes you guys go to. So Liz Kovar of Ben Franklin's World did a, a really big piece in the Washington Post, too. Oh, fantastic. Yes. I mean, I, so I, great. I'm sure it was some kind of comparison between what we're going through now and what happened during the revolutionary um, time period because that's her expertise she's a professional historian so yeah so she got a really big it was written by her not an interview like demona's but it was written by her in the washington post and i was like super excited for her and impressed so check those out if you want to see some other she podcasters being cool riders all over the world this mm-hmm. is your chance um that yes, is it for us i believe right yes it is baby all right so we're gonna say goodbye thank you so much for listening to she podcasts if you want to find us on social media you can find us at she podcasts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also take a look at our show notes at ShePodcast.com. You can also check out our event at ShePodcast.com. If you want to remember the URL, you can. It's forward slash live. We're excited to see you next time. Hope you like the show. If you want to send us an email, feedback at ShePodcast.com. And uh, we will talk to you later. Elsie and I are going to go take a simultaneous nap.
Love ya. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>